It's time. It is time for the weekend edition. This is number 61. The death of ad blocking? Well, on Chrome, sort of. AI crap, Microsoft shenanigans, and security stories. That's what we're talking about this week. Be sure to like, share, subscribe over there on Rumble. Subscribe or whatever on uh, your favorite podcast platform. Leave me a comment. All that sort of good stuff. Let's get to it. All right. First, pause, pause, right off the gate. Are you using Firefox? Let the roast begin. Um, Is this Firefox? I'm going to take that silence as a yes. What on God's green earth are you using Firefox? Like OG original from Mozilla Firefox. Oh, listen, if you're out there and you're using Firefox because oh, Firefox is such a great browser or it's so private and the company respects our privacy, but go look for it. Go look for it. There's literally a post from Mozilla where they think the internet is too free that people are allowed to post and say what they want too freely, and uh, they would support ingraining things in their browser and all browsers to stop that in the name of stopping hate speech. So if you use Firefox or a uh, derivative of Firefox, I know they have like four or five derivatives now. They got like, oh, from Mozilla. That's the main point, derivatives from Mozilla. Cause there's like Waterfox out there that's not associated with Mozilla. They just take the code and do their stuff to it. And that's fine. I use Labrie Wolf, which is based off of the code of Firefox, but they take all the stuff out. My uh, co-host here is using OG Firefox. So let's take a moment to all look at him and go, boo, don't do that. Okay. <laughs> Continuing on with your bad decisions, back to the uh, story at hand. I have no knowledge on what this is about. So please take the floor, inform me. So there have been murmurs about how with, I forget what the actual thing is called off the top Blink. of my head. Man, no, Manifest. Hmm. Manifest V2. They've been talking about it for about a year now. And all the privacy hounds and all the people who don't like ads are going, ah, this is going to kill Adblock on Chrome browsers. Um, or actually, Manifest V3. Um and it's going to be gradually rolled out starting next June. It was supposed to start this year, originally, but there was so much outcry that Google went, maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> yes. Um, so. Yeah, this will potentially lead to even more ads because under manifest v2 enough code has been changed where 
like uBlock Origin and other ad blockers won't actually be able to do their job anymore on Chrome browser. Great. Yeah. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see how, say, Brave handles this, being that their whole, well, you know, Resident Entre is actually, we block ads by default. We just block the ads that don't pay us. Correction. We block all the ads that don't pay us. Our, uh, you know, shifty, shady cryptocurrency bat. If they paid us our shifty, shady Bitcoin derivative, or actually it's more of a uh, Ethereum derivative, but still, if you, if you pay us the, the bat, well, then we'll let the users see it. It puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. That's, <laughs> that's my thoughts on Brave. They are mm. brazen to lie to us and say that they're all that in a bag of chips. Okay, well, this is just one more reason to not use a Blink-based browser because at the end of the day, 90% of them don't just take Blink. But they also take all the chromium code and then they make tweaks to it. So, hey, you don't want to worry about this. Come over to Labrie Wolf where all of our extensions are working just fine. Mm-hmm. There you go. There's your answer to this. And the EU is actually pretty freaking awesome this way. Um, they've been forcing Microsoft to do things Microsoft hasn't wanted to do. And it makes me giddy. Now, it has negatively affected some business users. You don't Honor. say. Um, not this specifically, but we've talked about uh, teams being extracted from the yeah. MS-365. Anyways. And other things like that. Anyway. So yes, Microsoft will allow EU users to uninstall Edge from Windows. Which is nice, although, you know, there's a FOSS tool to do that now. Yes, there is. So if you just don't want to wait, or if you live somewhere that's not the EU, go get the FOSS tool and remove Edge that way. Although, truth be told, I have a better thing. Rather than just removing Edge, why don't you just remove the whole operating system and install something better? Mm-hmm. Or if there's something that you vitally need from Windows, take Windows off, put Linux on, then make a VM with whichever version of Windows do. you need. That's literally what I do. Mm-hmm. That way you can have your MS-365 if you need it. You can have your, you know, Adobe suite. You can have all this proprietary garbage that, yeah, anyway. Microsoft starts off with, all apps in Windows can be uninstalled. 
yeah, it's called uh, what is it? Oh No Shut Up Windows or something like that. Yeah, something like that. And that's a bloody lie. All the apps can be uninstalled. Bullshit. Go try to uninstall phone. Literally, if you're on Windows 10, go try to uninstall phone. There's no option for uninstall. You cannot remove it. It may be on a laptop with no mobile anything, but you can't remove phone. Can't do it. It's not possible. So just mm-hmm. sit there and take up space. Why are they talking about Cortana? <laughs> Cortana's dead. Oh no, it's still there. It's still uh, the corpse is still in ten. Oh. Oh yeah, that's right. This is. But they're mostly talking about. Okay, they're talking about both ten and eleven. Yeah, yeah. No, no, the corpse is still in ten. Um, she doesn't do anything because she's dead, but she's there. You can poke her body every once in a while. Sometimes it'll twitch. (laughs) Yeah. Or you can just get away from all of this garbage. Yeah, that's that's what I recommend you do. That's that's what I recommend you do. The UI itself is, you know, not my favorite. But the the tracky bits are just, they're extra sketchy. And the worst part is, is you're in a funnel, right? So the longer you hold out, the worse it's going to be when you eventually cave, because you will have to cave. Um, So you're in a funnel. And it all comes down to Windows 12, which will come out around October of next year. Um, and, and the whole point of this funnel is because you will accept the AI. You will let it go through all of your stuff. If you don't, then we will progressively hurt you by cutting off support or, you know, getting more progressively annoying ads until you eventually cave and do what they want you to do, which is to go to Windows 12 come October 24. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's the whole goal here. Because much like with ME, 11 has bombed. Remember ME? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You remember 2000? Oh, yeah. Well... 2000 was better than ME in that it was NT. And then they're like, wait a minute, let's hybridize things. XP, and XP was amazing. Yeah, XP was great. It's like they have this weird cadence where they have a pretty decent OS, and then they release a stinker, and then they do another decent one, and then they do another stinker. The stinker after XP was Vista. Then 7 was pretty good. You know, I was going to say you're wrong because it went 7-8 and both of those were great. But no, 8 was not the best. The best was 8-1, in my opinion. So you're right. It goes good, bad, good. That would make 10 bad, though. Well... 10 has its strengths, but there's a whole if, if lot 10, of... If 10 is bad, then that would make 11 good. 
there are always exceptions. Ah, uh, mm, here we go. We're talking about windows after all. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just blanket statement. Everything after 8.1 is dog shit. Everything before 8.1 is like hit or miss. Pretty much it was XP, great. Vista, not, not good. Um, seven, damn good. Eight, okay. Eight one, damn near perfect. Ten, here we go with the garbage again. Cue that one meme from uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Oh shit, here we go again. That's that's literally, yeah. And this <sighs> is part of why ten is garbage. And 10's been garbage for forever. Oh, good. They're going to yeah. try to shoehorn AI into 10. Oh, what's yeah. that? You won't, you won't come to 11 and let us look at you? That's fine. We're going to shoehorn uh, Big Brother into 10 for you. And since we disable your ability to not take updates, you will take the AI. I mean... And you will, you will be happy. Yes. It and, is and once you've taken the AI, we will... Influential behavior until you eat the bugs. And until you it goes. Nothing. That's right. And be happy. <laughs> this, this byline is hilarious. It's official. A billion more users can now use Microsoft's spiffy new chat GPT based generative AI. Woohoo. <laughs> Yay! Just what I wanted. Let me let me stop and preference this or preface preface this. Um, I absolutely despise Copilot. Anything you do, it'll just pop up and it'd be like, "Hey, I'm here. That's great. Go away." You know, if you press this button right here, I can change your work. I, I don't need you to do that. What I need you to do is shut the fuck up and sit in the corner. Hey, I, I noticed you're, you're typing. Would you like me to suggest some some auto autofills? No. What part of shut the fuck up and sit in the corner did you not understand? I don't care. I don't want you to do this. I wouldn't trust you with a 49 and a half foot pole to look at what I'm doing, let alone do it. So shut up. Then it gets all butt hurt and randomly it'll get more aggressive and it'll just do it and be like, look, it wasn't that good. Press this button and I can do more of that. No, what I'm going to do is press the backspace key now 45 fucking times because you decided to autofill incorrect text in. Appreciate it. God, I hate Copilot. It's so bad. So bad. You know, the hilarious thing was, when we first started talking about this, you're like, actually, it's not all that bad. Yeah, well, it wasn't terrible, the whole idea for, like, the paint, when I played with it. Because it was paint. You could, you know, you could open up the paint app, click the Copilot, tell it to generate you something, you know? Make me a, a, a scenic view. I'd be like, oh, okay, and it would paint you a scenic view. And it was like, you know, a little digital autistic Bob Ross. It's like, okay, cool. That's, it's not terrible. But as they've made it worse, now it's getting aggressive. Now they're shoehorning it into everything. 
I literally can't go into Microsoft Access, which is a database management tool, without this thing trying to screw with my databases. No, don't touch my databases. Quite frankly, why are you looking at my databases? Go away, this is not your space. Stop. It's like having an eight or a nine-year-old over your shoulder while you're working. Uh-huh. What you doing? I might or might not have some experience with this. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I'm trying to work. Go away. That's pretty cool. Want to see some cool stuff? No. I want you to stop talking. I will not press that stupid button. Go You're away. not playing games. <laughs> yeah, no. They just shoehorn it into more shit. It's already in Word, PowerPoint, Excel, Publisher, Access. I mean, every one of the Office Suite apps now has it. Outlook. And it'll just pop up. Yeah, Outlook. It'll just pop well, up. Hey, yeah. I see you're writing an email. I can write that email for you. No. Go away. Go away. I can summarize this email for you. No. Go away. Fucking ridiculous. You can't even go to the desktop without, it's like Clippy. You remember Clippy? Oh yeah. It's like Clippy. You, there's no getting rid of it. It's just there. Clippy on You can tell room. Clippy to go away and he'll just pop out in the corner. Hi. Go away. Nobody likes you. Why are you there? For real. Can't even. But no, that's that's what they do. And now it looks like they're going to give you that same experience to all those people who stuck with Tim. So that's nice. Have fun, everybody. Ironically, this is just proof that they will support Tim after they say they're not going to support it if it's in their interest. And in this case, their interest is shoehorning AI into all the things. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. Yep. <sighs> you know, and originally Copilot wasn't bad because it, that wasn't that like before they shoehorned ChatGPT into it? Like it was actually no. kind of helpful? No, um, originally it was basically an off-branded Grammarly. They hadn't updated the model or uh, tried to make it do all of the things. It was basically uh, te text generation. So if you didn't have Grammarly, you could ask, they called it something different at that point in time, but you could ask it to do stuff and it would do stuff, namely text generation. It was actually decent because it was only in Word or in like PowerPoint. Well, wasn't there something called Copilot before? And then there was... Uh, like, you could use it to help you set up systems or something? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's that's a admin tool. And originally what that was is, is you, would, you would do a bunch of scripts. And when you'd uh, roll out endpoints, it would, it would uh, live image them. So they'd sign into their account and it would install all the apps you want, set up any uh, group policies you want. It would do all the things that normally I would have to do. 
And at that point, I think that was probably about six months ago. Yeah. You were like, hey, this is actually kind of cool. Now yeah, no, like, Copilot was great. But now it's not that. They, they call that service something else now. Of course. Because kind of like the opposite of Google, where they kill everything that's actually useful, Microsoft just changes the name. Yeah, they like to do that. They also like to uh, wait till everyone gets used to changes, and then they will uh, change it. Oh, everybody got used to Office 2007? Well, we're going to change that 2010 or 2013, I think it was. Oh, yeah, 13. Everybody got used to our changes in 2013? 2016. Ah, everybody got used to our changes in 2016? 2020. Mm -hmm. Why? Why? Oh, you guys are used to this button being in file. We're going to move it to insert. And why? Because they can. Yeah. And they're actively trying, they're really trying to get to everybody's AFU status. Yeah, the active fuck you status. That's, that's their goal. <laughs> For real. Okay, next story. Apple and yeah. RCS. Thanks to EU. So, yeah, so uh, the, the skinny on this. Uh, so there's another company called, I think it's Boring. I think that's the one, Boring Phone. No, no, nothing. It was Nothing Phone. So Nothing Phone Tune has this app called Chats. And uh, they promise that they're gonna have iMessage in there and one of the things that they tried to do was they tried to get the eu to force apple to let them have iMessage in there and uh basically the the outpour of that is uh they figured out how to get iMessage into chats so you'll have an android phone that has iMessage support like full out iMessage support and so apple flipping out about that was like oh shit. well if they're gonna do that then we should probably take the uh text messaging plus which is what RCS basically is. If you have an Android phone and you're running uh, like the Google chat app, for example, which I think comes pre-installed on a lot of the ones these days, mm -hmm. you already even using RCS. It's basically iMessage, but over text messages. So you get the uh, typing notifications, you can do reactions, all of, all of that good stuff. Yeah, well, they're adding it in there. I also have a feeling that some of this push for RCS from Apple is because right now if you have an iPhone and you text somebody who's on an Android device, which isn't that big of a deal, or at least you think it isn't that big of a deal, but it is that big of a deal because they get green bubbles and, and, mm. and the experience is just ruined. I mean, it really is. I know it sounds ridiculous, but it is actually, the, the experience is ruined. Perfect example, okay? <laughs> Used to be, and Google did do a check, checkmate on this one. Used to be, um, if, if, if you had an Android user, right? And let's say that they text you and you like their message. So you, you do a tap back reply, which is where you double tap it and you press the thumbs up. The way that that would handle, be handled with uh, text messages instead of iMessage is your iPhone would send a text message that says you thumbs up and then the message. And mm -hmm. Google decided, well, why don't we just intercept that message 
and add the uh, reaction. Hmm. So that's what they did. Um, the, the thing is, is they decided that since that's the way that it works for both, if you're on an, an Android device, it'll do the same thing. If you thumb, thumbs up, it responds with the same message. It's a standard message that both platforms use. Difference is, is Google will just handle the Apple way of doing it and the Google way of doing it. And in both cases, you'll get the correct response of you'll see the thumbs up on your message. However, Apple doesn't have RCS support. So when they get that message sent to them, we get a secondary message that says, so-and-so thumbs up and then the message. And it's just slightly annoying, right? It's just slightly annoying. It kind of breaks with, with everything Apple, but just everything is refined and all of this. And so it's just slightly annoying. And and actually Marquise Brownlee from, uh, from YouTube did a whole video on this to explain it in detail and i am hoping that with that extra push from google and then the fact that imessage is coming to android effectively <coughs> um this is this is going to be good and people being so petty to actually cut somebody out of a conversation because they're <laughs> running android the, it's true. Uh, it's true. You, you, you will get excluded anyway. What? If they're that petty, like that's ridiculous. Listen, listen, listen. Once you get an iPhone and you use iMessage, uh, you will understand will why we cut people out. If you don't have the blue bubbles, you don't get to play. It's just that simple. iMessage is the best texting experience, bar none. There's there's not another chat app with the same like experience. It's just not. Matrix doesn't have it. Signal doesn't have it. There's no Android equivalent to iMessage that has it, although now they're gonna get iMessage, but it's the best chat app, bar none. I mean, it's it's just like so high above every other chat experience. It's not even close, okay? And when you have an Android user in your group chat, you have to go with the lowest common denominator, which means we have to sacrifice all of the the, the just the, the schmutz that makes iMessage so much better to deal with a fucking Android user. And so no, just no, we're just not gonna talk to you in this group chat. We're just not. It is that schmutz. big of a deal because got Apple made it. Dribbling down your chin. Listen, Apple <laughs> made it that big of a deal when they made iMessage this good and won't put it on Android. So yes, this is a petty thing to do, but truth be told, it's just a response to the petty decision by, by Apple. If Apple were to make iMessage available to Android, this wouldn't even be a problem, but they don't because this, that's their that's their mo. They make the best stuff. You gotta pay to play. That's that's how that's how it works. So yeah, the EU called it a gatekeeper app. So they're requiring it to being opened up to other systems. Ha ha. Yup. Yes, 
Apple has always struggled with this. Yeah. Tim um, wanted modem chips two generations ago. They brought, they paid, I mean, millions of dollars to get the best chip manufacturer, like people, and they still couldn't get it done in time. Um, and it all comes down to effectively the way that Apple sees it is they want every single bit, every single piece of your Apple product, namely the iPhone, to be entirely Apple. They don't want to rely on any other suppliers. Quite frankly, I'm surprised they're not looking at making their own manufacturing company. So that way they don't even have to even have to work with like TM, TM, uh, or TSMC or any of them or Samsung to make their stuff. But that's the goal. They want every single thing to be 100% Apple. They want the RAM modules to be Apple designed, the chip to be Apple designed, the modem to be Apple designed, the screen to be Apple designed, everything, the entire thing. Which <clears throat> does have benefits, but I mean, is also terrifying for privacy. I mean, not to mention yes repairability. No. Repairability, yes, but privacy, I, I don't see that one 100%. Some of the stuff is okay. Like, if they make a screen, I don't see how that's a privacy issue. I don't think it's any more of a privacy issue than the current setup. Probably not. <laughs> the Wall Street rag um, in September called Apple's efforts to develop its own modem chip a spectacular failure. And use. Uh, the, Let's not read the article. What were you saying before I interrupted? Saying that the modem probably won't happen until late 25 or early 26 at this point. Yeah, that sounds about right. And we'll see if that actually happens because they've been saying that and kicking the can about that far for the last two or three generations. So, yeah. Yeah, they, they made a modem. They actually made a modem, but it's mm -hmm. so much slower than the Qualcomm stuff that they were like, we cannot put this in the phone. We just can't. Which is ironic because they have no issue putting USB-C, but not giving us USB-C, you know, three or hell, even three, two. I mean, how are you going to put USB-C in something? Okay. And not give us the fa faster data speeds. Or, the, or, or, or actually, pause. I, I'm, there's so many things that I'm angry about on their port of, of choice. I have an iPad, okay? 2018. It has USB-C in it. You cannot fast charge with this USB-C. It charges at the same slow-ass speed as an iPad from, like, 2008. I plug it in. It's going to take... Three, four hours, five hours to charge this damn thing. I have a Samsung Galaxy Tab Lite 6 or 6S6 Lite, whatever it is. Also with USB-C, okay? 
I can plug both of these in at the same time, the Samsung will be done in approximately 45 minutes, full from dead. The iPad will <laughs> still be sitting there, 20%. How different are the battery sizes? Why, Apple? Why? Why? Because F you, that's why. Yeah. Oh, here's another one. So uh, iOS 16, right? On iOS 16, you could take data off of an iPad and put it onto a, uh, an, a uh, like a USB-C uh, USB stick, right? Mm. You could, you could do that. Uh, I, for the life of me, cannot figure out how to do that on iOS 17. I begin to fear that they took that ability from us and they're going to require you to use some Apple certified drive or something. That would just figure. That would, that would absolutely piss me off and I would actively find ways to go to subvert that. Good luck. But to date, I have yet to figure out how to take it. it used to be a drag and drop operation. You'd go into the files app, you'd pull up your USB drive, you'd go ahead and put that to one side, then you go back into your files app, you go to wherever the hell that is that you wanna drag and drop, and you click and you drag it and you drop it onto the USB, just like on any other modern system. And it would work perfect, just it would transfer it over at slow ass speed because for whatever reason, they put USB 2 on a USB-C port <sighs> so you'd wait and it would transfer it and it'd be fine okay that that whole kit and caboodle doesn't work anymore so don't get me started but anyways mm -hmm. i digress and my whole point of this whole side spiel is apple is not afraid nor have they ever been bashful about their willingness to put sub modern hardware in things solely for the name of being them Okay, you give us USB-C port, no USB-3. So, and not the modem had to be either. dog shit. Absolute dog shit for them to go, yeah, we can't put this in our phone. <laughs> Just think about that. How dog and, shit did this modem have to be? And as far as the USB-C thing, how much of it is that they were trying to cost cut in spite of the fact that their margins on these devices are just insane. I guess that's a valid point, but still, I, mean, I don't know the exacts, but I can tell you right now, the modem had to be dog shit. <laughs> For them to go, no, this is Oh, they were going to put it in an SE. Even then. Um, and Qualcomm's like, um, X to doubt guys. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> You're you know, we're, we're still planning on getting 20% share of Apple's modem chips come 2026. <laughs> for real though. At no, least. I can tell you right now. Tell you right now. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do to make these modem chips better, but they are, they are dog shit. They have to be dog shit. Like really dog shit. Like... 1998 speeds for them to not put it in there because as I've just had a like a five minute rant on 
Apple is not afraid to put subpar tech in there, call it something fancy, and sell it to you. At a market. Because it has the Apple brand. Right. That's why I don't buy most of, actually, all of my Apple products were free to me. <laughs> so, most of them are used. Mm-hmm. My MacBook, if I can get it to roll back to Ventura, because Sonoma killed it, uh, that's from like 10 years ago. The used yep. MacBook. My iPad, it's, a, it's like I said, it's in 2018. It's a used iPad. My iPhone, that one, I got paid for. 13 though it's not the newest one mm-hmm. my watch is an se2 and i got that for free because my health insurance wants me to walk <laughs> uh, yeah yeah and they want to keep tabs on it that's right because they want to <laughs> make sure that you're not going to cost them too much more money correct what is this AI on iPhone? It's okay. We, we do that another time. Discord is shutting down. Oh, good. Next story. I'm done with this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn it. I was hoping it was shutting down the whole thing. I hate that stupid chat app. <laughs> nope. Just their chat pod. Mm. Which was such a privacy clusterfuck discord has no privacy anybody who uses discord and goes this is a private thing is a is is i have to catch myself is uh of lower intelligence okay just no no discord is is the least private chat app i've ever used it's it's just there's nothing on there but derpy people just just no not like good derpy either as is shown by this stupid exactly image exactly like why do we want this oh i'm not a fan of discord and it was only available on some servers Anyway, Mm. um, but they're shutting it down at the end of the month. So anybody who is on discord and had this available to you, it's going away. Yeah. When? Oh, that reminds me. Uh, you hear about Omegle? Nope. So I talked about this last week. Um, Omegle is going away. Actually, it's dead now. Oh, that's great. Yes. For multiple reasons. I cannot, I cannot tell you how many times as a uh, prepubescent child, I, I had to see random men from across the globe stroking their meat, anticipating underage girls. Or boys. Ugh. Yeah, or, or boys, I guess. But yeah. Deviants. That's good. Mm-hmm. Glad it's going away. Basically, the the one guy that was running it finally got tired of all the lawsuits. Good. He's like, good. I can't do this anymore. So it's dead now. Good. Qualcomm. We kind of mentioned Qualcomm with that last Apple story. 
Um, good guy Qualcomm. No. Mm. I mean, if you're going to do AI, it should be on device. It shouldn't be, you know, thrown out to Azure servers. Hello, ChatGPT. Um, now, given the models are going to be smaller, because obviously you're talking about a single chip running these things. But if it's useful and private, what more can you ask if you're going to be using this mess anyway? That's where I'm at with it. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of AI. Period. Listen, pause. Pause. I'm going to give you my spiel on this, okay? So, Siri, right? We have Siri. And Siri is on device on the 14 and the 15. All of your queries that you ask it, it, it processes all of that on device. And and that's essentially the same thing here. You're going you're gonna to ask whatever their AI is, and it'll process it on device. That doesn't mean it's not going to hit the internet. It just means it's going to do all the processing for it on device. Same spiel. How do you feel about Siri? It's been garbage the whole time. You guess what this is probably going to be? A gimmicky garbage. Eh, we'll see. I'm, like I said, guys, and anybody who's been watching or listening for any amount of time knows I'm not a fan of AI to begin with. So... Like, Connor pesters me to use AI for my papers. I'm like, no, I refuse. He really does. He'd rather be sitting there moaning and complaining. Oh, I have to write this paper. I said, well, use AI and get yourself a framework. No, I have to write this paper. My God, you're literally being retarded right now. Go go ask AI to make you a framework for this paper. You're still writing the paper. It's just going to make you a framework. No, I want to do it myself. Okay, fine. Go suffer. See if I care. And then I got it done. Complete with an extra helping of bitching. As okay, I bitch, bitch enough for the both anything. of us. Yeah, I was about to say, it's okay. I bitch enough for the both of us. That's my favorite thing to do is complain. So I'm confused. Weren't they just talking about the 8 Gen 3? Why are we talking about yeah, they 7 were. Gen 3? Uh, because 8 Gen 3 hasn't come out yet. This is a uh, it is a um, AI-centric chip built into the SOC. Uh, it doesn't do on-device. It just It's AI-centric. And then what they're talking about is basically taking this AI chip from the 7 and then including a on-device large language model. That's mm-hmm. that's what they're talking about. It's <laughs> hand, hand, handshake. That's that's what they're they're doing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's actually gonna be slower than the Gen 2. 
which is kind of funny. They're like, it's faster than the Gen 1, but slower than the Gen 2. <laughs> By like a third of a gigahertz. So like 300 megahertz. Nice. But then we're talking about ARM, which is a completely yeah, the different other thing, The other thing to think about, the other thing to think about though, is uh, if, they've, if they've really changed the way that stuff works, the speed doesn't tell the whole story. Mm -mm. How efficient is this? How powerful is it? Yeah. Because like because... the Power PC back in the day, which was actually more powerful than X86. It still is. It's based on ARM. Or not ARM, but it's on it's a reduced operation set. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, what I'm getting at. <laughs> Uh, if you have a, a chip that can go up to six gigahertz, okay, but it can only do six gigahertz for half a second because it gets too hot, guess what? You don't actually have a chip that can do six gigahertz. Hi, Intel. Yeah. So that's that's my that's my thing here. I, I don't care what the Gen 2 top clock is. I guarantee you it can't run at that for long enough to be worth a damn. I mean, and the regular the regular speed isn't that much slower. It's only what less than 250 gig or 250 megahertz. It's like K, um, which ultimately <laughs> that much of a difference in most applications. And apparently, the peak speed is only for the one prime core. Yes. Okay, so basically this is mega big little. Yeah, I hate big little. I hate it with a passion. It's a sad excuse for a chip design. Tell us how you really feel. Okay, I'll tell you how you really feel. That should just be big, big, big. No, no big little, no little big, just big, big, okay? Make a processor with cores of the same size, put a, a number of them on a thing, seal it up and ship it. Stop with this whole, we're gonna do one big core to do all big tasks. And then we're gonna give you some bullshit half-assed cores for, for performance efficiency. Efficiency. And what, what that means is, is half of your user experience is gonna be stuttery. And uh, the half that isn't stuttery uh, is is going to be limited because it's only got one core to work with. That's what that means. Stop it. Stop it now. Big, big. Make well, the big cores efficient and ship it. With this, it's one prime core, which is, you know, the super fast, big. super powerful one. Then you've got three Whatever. performance cores. That's your standard bigs. And then four efficiency cores, which are your little. Got I'm it. Like, so we have, we have one big core that's that's actually worth the damn. Three okay cores that are not really worth the damn, but they're not terrible, and then four efficiency cores that are bullshit that are going to make something stuttery. Got it. Which is really about efficiency on the fab end, because. 
no matter your design, no matter your architecture, you're going to have a certain amount of waste because things won't always go the way they're supposed to when you're fabbing these chips. So the littles are purposely cut down so that they can use more of these otherwise defective cores. Eh. Interesting. Did not know that. At least that's my understanding. I could be wrong, but that's what I've heard around. And it makes sense on that level. In terms of user experience, eh, not so much. Um, so if you want to avoid big littles on the PC end of things, basically you don't want anything more recent than about a 11th gen Intel. Um, does AMD, AMD do has this a shit? That garbage. Okay, I was gonna say, I don't think AMD does any of this shit. Just, mm -mm. just stick with AMD. Just go get yourself AMD stuff. Hey, hey, AMD, if you happen to watch this, which was doubtful, but if you happen to watch this, uh, I got, I got a market for you. Okay, stop dicking around. I know you're capable of doing it because you made modified ARM chips for the Xbox and the PlayStation, like for the past, what, four or five generations? I, I don't even know how many generations in we are, but I know you've done it. So I know you We're can do ARM chips. Yeah, I know you can do it. You've done it before. So stop dicking around, go make a mobile chip with, a, with go partner with Qualcomm or whoever the hell you have to and make a phone chip. Okay, mobile is a huge industry. Y'all are the best chip manufacturer. Stop dicking around. Go make a mobile phone chip. There you go. With my, chip my two second rank. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are certain circumstances where, like, if you're running one of their X3D chips um, and trying to do like real work with it, you can have issues because the 3D cache is only on one chiplet. So if you're doing something that requires more cores than that, you're gonna have issues. Anyway, yeah. moving on to security stories. Whoa, whoa, audio improvements. Erp. Go back, I wanna rant, rant for this for a second. Okay, audio improvements. Right, so you got Aurora, Aurora, Aurora Cast, something like that. Aurora Cast. Yeah, so uh, iPhone has that, has had that for a minute. It's called uh, SharePlay. Had it for a minute. Spatial audio with head tracking. Literally, the AirPods that I have in my ear right now do exactly that. Uh, so, late to the game. Um, what else do we have? I'm just going to continue to rant because, you know. That's what I do. Okay, mm -hmm. that's it. We're good. Next. <laughs> this is... I thought this one was kind of funny. Sad, but funny. Prison? Prison phone company? Mm-hmm. Okay, you got to tell me about this one. So, data breach from Global Telelink. They settled their case with the FTC. There won't be any fines. Um, Telemate and TouchPay Holdings. Uh, back in mid-2020, the company wanted to test a new version of a search software product. 
To that end, it copied a database holding entries on 650,000 real users to a test environment on an AWS server. <laughs> it was plain text. I'm sorry. They did what? Yep. Basically, they're like, hey, anybody who has any hacking knowledge, come at us. Because <laughs> you won't need to hack this. Here, data. Um, for roughly two days, the data sitting in the test environment was not protected by a password or any other means of control. How nice. Two days later, the company was notified by a security researcher that the database was out in the open, but it was already too late. Even though the company locked the files down, they soon emerged on a forum on the dark web. Of course. Um... So this is not only enough to mount identity theft or phishing attacks, but wire fraud as well. Nice. And these companies serve inmates in the U.S. prison system and probably other Great. Too. So the people can't do shit about it. Nice. Full names, dates of birth, phone numbers, usernames, email addresses, passwords, home addresses. Driver's, driver's license, license numbers, numbers passports, passport numbers, just everything. Got it. <laughs> My word. Um, even whether they're trans or not. Great. That data point. You got to know if their programming's working or not. Approximately eighty thousand grievances were submitted by incarcerated consumers to facilities. And the content, dates, times, senders, and recipients of approximately 75,000 written messages. Wow. Damn. Even social security numbers. Oof. So the FTC sued them, which, good. Um, but they only notified 45,000 of the people who were affected. Mm. And then Oh, and it's the old it's the old spiel. We're going to give you free credit monitoring because we made mistakes. This reminds me of uh Experian, you remember them? Mhm. Yeah, I was you know, affected by breach? them. I was affected by them, but that big breach. Uh I got a nice email and a call. Hi. So we like leaked all of your sensitive info. Um, and we're very sorry about that. So we're going to give you a free year of credit monitoring. And for those of you who don't know what credit monitoring is, basically pretend you have a house. Okay. Credit mm -hmm. monitoring is you have a nosy neighbor with a pair of you know, binoculars who sits next to your house and looks. And uh, if somebody tries to break into your house or succeeds at breaking into your house, they will give you a call. They're not gonna stop them from breaking into your house. They're not gonna stop them from killing or, or stealing or doing whatever it is they do inside of your house. But they will call you to let you know that somebody has broken into your house. Great. Mm-hmm. 
and we want to trust this company with credit monitoring why oh they don't do the credit monitoring they outsource that even still though if their security practices were so bad that they literally just opened all those all that user data to the world well you know they're prisoners so somehow that makes them not people well i mean on one hand certain rights are forfeit but mm, person status doesn't get changed i'm sorry not for that at least nice equal uh, nice so yeah been trying to compromise and assimilate them into a DDoS botnet. Great. Um, That's kind of... And they found it during routine database server threat monitoring. Nice. So this sounds like it's pretty, pretty transparent. If you're paying any attention whatsoever, you'll probably catch it. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Now that the hackers were scanning the internet for MySQL servers and approaching them in two different ways, either by trying to exploit a vulnerability in an unpatched environment or by brute forcing their way in. Well, you're going to catch a brute force attack if you're paying any attention whatsoever. <laughs> um, and Update your stuff, guys. Yup. And make sure that your admin passwords are not admin. Or password yeah, 123. Just don't use the default password. No. Don't do that. What is Google blocking? Hmm? Oh, the next, in the uh, next story. Just a second. So, yeah. You, you like to drone on race. about the most boring stuff. Okay, go on. Zero-day flaw with uh, Zimbra. Zimbra? The fuck is Zimbra? It's an email server platform. Um, I've actually mm. looked at it a bit. Um, it's at least partially open source. Mm. It's kind of the basis of a lot of ISP emails. Mm. Like the ISPs would sign up with Zimbra and then take the open source code and then make it their own. You know, what you do with open source. Yeah. Um, so like Gmail and Zoho are originally based on Zimbra. Um, nice. So yeah hackers were using these attacks as a zero day vulnerability the fact that google's threat analysis group managed to catch a zero day good on them 
I mean, Google's got a pretty decent uh, security group. I'm gonna be honest, like from security standpoint, Google's pretty good. Uh, privacy standpoint, no. Security standpoint, yes. So, doesn't surprise me. They're pretty, uh, pretty decent. So, a cross-site scripting flaw was found in June with Zimbra. Um, it allows threat actors to inject malicious scripts into vulnerable websites. These scripts can pull sensitive information such as email data, user credentials, and authentication tokens. Between then and now, or then and when it was patched, which, let's see, it was patched in late July, so in about, it took about a month for the CVE to be dealt with. Um, there was a Pakistani campaign. Of course. Okay, without being racist, why is it always that region of the world, that Pakistani and in India region, where all the scams are based out of? Why? Why? I don't know. Well, the governments aren't always friends of the West, we'll say. Yeah. India, India poses like it is, but they've got so many people that I don't think they can keep track Listen. well enough to actually <laughs> shut things down. Listen, okay? Listen. India's got a whole task force of police officers that have to go to public restrooms and make sure that the locals haven't destroyed their toilets because the locals prefer to shit on the ground. So they will destroy the toilet. Um, they have other problems than making sure that grandma doesn't click on that email from a Nigerian prince who wants to send her $40 million, okay? I got other issues. Fair enough. And Pakistan and Iran, let's be well, fair. Let's, come on. They're yeah. not friends of the U.S. They're not friends of the West. And can't blame them. No, not really. <laughs> We've kind of done them wrong for centuries. I'll be honest with you. Uh, even though I love my country, let me special, let me prephrase this because I'm going to say some stuff that's going to get me put on the list. Um, I love my country. I mean, I absolutely love my country. You cannot change that. This is the best country, bar none. Um, I'll fight you on it. But my government has been using our, our uh, military to make us the evil villain. So for much of history, America's been the bad guy. Well, so I would say the last... Me at least 100 years. Probably more like 150. I mean, yeah, we've, we've been the bad guy in a lot of them. A lot of it. Because we let the central bankers in. Yeah, but now we're getting onto uh, certain topics that'll definitely get us put on the list and I'm, I need to fly. So we're gonna stop talking about this. <laughs> I'm probably already on the quiet skies list. I don't need to be put on the do not fly list. Let's go. 
So yeah, and to the finance. Got hit by Medusa ransomware. Great. Makes me glad I don't have a Toyota. Yeah, well, I mean, actually, that would make you sad you don't have a Toyota. If, they're, if their uh, record of what, what you owe them was deleted because they wouldn't pay, well. Mm, fair enough. But at the same time, I don't know anybody anything on my car, so it doesn't matter. Well, you are the rarity, so you can shush. <laughs> I still owe on both of my cars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, Toyota Financial Services was added to the Medusa ransomware leak data leak site. Nice. Most of the documents are written in German. Hmm. Yep. Great. Yeah, so for all of you guys who don't know, I'm going to say some stuff that's going to trigger our European viewers. Uh, so basically, I, I, was, I was arguing with my wife about this. Um, it's because it's the, the line that I'm going to cite here is as many documents are written in German, suggesting that the attacker stole the files from an entity in the central European country. Okay. Um, with, with the whole EU thing, Germany pays the vast majority of the EU budget. They are the uh, GDP powerhouse of Europe. Um, mm -hmm. As a result, you want a language that can get you really far in Europe as a whole and for whatever reason you don't speak English, learn German because that's a big business language over there. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I would say arguably like one of the most important languages in the world is German. And that's, that's, I, I, I might be a bit, a little bit biased, but just from a purely Absolutely. factual standpoint, uh, like I said, Germany pays the vast majority of the EU budget. They are the e the uh, EU GDP powerhouse. Um, Business-wise, your top language is English. Uh, everyone says Spanish and Mandarin, but I, I would actually add German in there as well as like language number four. Might even put it above Mandarin, unless you just, for whatever reason, hell-bent on doing business in Asia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, then, you know, we could talk about NATO. Yeah. Us. For now. I mean, if we withdrew our support from NATO, which, you know, Trump talked about doing, uh, NATO would crumble. Yeah, I know. We, we pay for NATO. We also pay for the EU. Not EU. Uh, UN. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we fund all of that, which we need to stop doing. But then I don't hmm. know why we have to pay money to countries that hate us. They should be allowed to hate us for free. Because white guilt, that's why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Let them hate us for free. Okay. Yeah. I think we're good to land this plane. Yeah. What about you? I th I think so too. So, okay. Well, before we go, it's important noting. 
that this is probably going to be our last episode for a bit. Yep. You want to so, you want to yeah. put a bow on that? We are going to take the remainder of the year off, most likely. And when we come back, it may look different. We'll see. Probably um, going to look different. But yeah, it it just feels like time to slow down for the holidays and for Christmas. Slow down for Christmas. I'm not doing and, this PC happy holiday shit. We're going to slow down for Christmas. So we will see you guys, unless there's some massive story that I absolutely have to do something. I doubt it. But oh, there'll be a, there'll be something crazy. It'll be like 24th and uh, we'll get a, uh, Google is being disenfranchised. We'll have to do a story, okay? Mm-hmm. If something then, like that happens, we'll do a story. But then Connor's gonna be in Germany, so that's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he lives in the worst time zone on the entire planet, yeah. so, you know. No, that would be Hawaii. No, well, <laughs> you might actually have a point there. What are they? Five hours behind? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You might have a point. You might have a point. Yeah. Anyway. I would put so, yeah. 11 hours behind Europe. Half a day. Yeah. And let's see. Uh, I'm 13. Add five. 18 hours behind Australia. Oof. Or do we start calling that six hours ahead? Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. That might actually be easier to shoot six hours ahead. Huh. Well, no, because they're not across the international dateline. Australia's still on their side of the dateline, aren't they? Yeah. So no, they are eighteen hours behind. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. And then they'd be either 18 or 19 hours behind mainland China. Yeah, I think I think you might actually have a point. Although, I don't know. I feel like with 11 hours behind, that's pretty easy to do. It's just kind of opposite. So, you know, if, they, if somebody from Hawaii wanted to work for somebody from Europe, they would just have to do it late at night for, for, uh, for Hawaii, and it would be earlier in the morning for the people in Europe and then for uh, like Australia well they're just six hours ahead I don't care what you just said it's six hours ahead they're just a day behind so that's not terrible no actually the more I think about it you're still in the worst time zone mm. the anyway. worst time zone <laughs> yes Connor and I go back and forth about this all the time so Anyway, because he lives on the worst coast and I live on the best coast, you know, least coast. Um, no, yeah, least expensive, least amount of crime, least cost. Of well, living. not in, not in the best though. coast. No, no, Atlanta does not have the, the least cost of living or the least crime. I can go go on a whole rant about that. I, I was telling him earlier. This is this is sidebar. So at this point, I'm just going to travel. So if you you want to go away, go away. And this is not tech news. This is just travel. Um, the homeless are getting aggressive here. They'll stop at a at a light. No, knock on your door. Can I have some money? 
no, you can back the fuck up and go sit over there with your 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 farce baby. That's what you can do. That's the other thing. They've, they've got whole rings of homeless people that, that pander. They'll they'll sit there. They'll stage. It'll be a woman, and she'll get some random baby, and uh, they'll all just sit there with their sign that says, "Please, we need money for food." And then right around four o'clock, it's time for their their shift is up, and a pickup truck will pick them up, and they'll drive off. Mm-hmm. I mean, but they're getting aggressive. They literally knock on the window, beg for money, d- borderline demand money. Uh, they'll put they've, now they've got a uh, a ring going at, at the Walmart here. So they'll they'll put four or five people at Walmart, um, and they notice that women and children get more money. So almost all of the beggars in this area are women and children. And generally, you'll see the same woman and child in in five different locations across the day as they, as they swap out her shift. It's mm-hmm. it's literally a whole racket. And. You know, this sort of thing has been happening in other metro areas for a while, too, so... Yeah, it used to not happen here. It used to be, you'd see some dude in raggedy clothing sitting on the corner. And he'd just sit on the corner. He wouldn't say anything. He'd have his sign and sit on the corner. But now, no, no, they're aggressive. Knock on your window, yell at you across the parking lot. And you tell them, I, I don't have any cash on me. And then you come out from Walmart, well... Looks like you had cash. Nah, I, I paid with a card. I mean, that's very aggressive now. It's the world's getting crazy, y'all. The world's getting crazy. It is. Okay. Anyway. Well, I have stuff to do, so I think we, so, should, yeah, we should probably thanks, land this plane. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Never forget. Let's go, Brandon. The music, of course, is Warzone by Anadomini Beats. Uh, yeah, there. Um, like, share, subscribe, comment down below, all that sort of good stuff. We will see you guys in the new year, unless there's some insane story that happens. Um, so yeah, signing out for, for the last time of uh, 2023. Yep. Yeah. So see y'all next year. For those of you in the U S happy Thanksgiving. Merry For those Christmas. of y'all in other happy countries, news. happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. I don't care if you celebrate it or not. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>